Listeners, and welcome to the Downright Upright Show, the place to go to hear out loud and proud what Minnesotans are thinking. And I am your host, Philip Anthony, and I'm so excited that you've chosen to join us today. And I'm hoping that you are all doing fantabulous. That's my word, for, by the way, for fabulous and fantastic mixed together. My special guest today is Dr. Patrick Scudder who has a doctorate in educational leadership and who is the author of Please Read Before Burning, The Case for Legalizing Abortion and Anal Sex in Jamaica, and Victory of the Poorly Educated, How Trump Won the White House. Welcome, Dr. Scudder, and thank you for joining us at the Downright Upright Show today. Thank you very much for inviting me. I really appreciate it. And you can call me Patrick. Oh, great. Okay, I'll, I will do that. Um, so let's let's get the uh, listeners a little bit uh, um, aware of your beginnings, okay? So you were born in Jamaica, right? I was. And what did you do for a living in Jamaica before you came here to the U.S.? Um, before I came to the U.S., uh, my entire career was spent in communications. Uh, mm. Specifically, I was a journalist. I was a journalist for 15 years. I worked in radio, television, a little bit, uh, mostly print. Um, And while I was uh, in print and television, my area of expertise was politics. So I worked for Television Jamaica, and I was the reporter assigned to the parliament. So I would report on what was happening uh, in Jamaica, um, the Jamaican parliament, you know, telling the people what laws were being passed, etc. So uh, when I was working for a newspaper, um, I was doing basically the same thing. I was a political reporter. Um, mo- I, I can brag and say that a number of my stories were on the front page. Oh, cool. Um, then when I left journalism, I went to work with the Jamaican government. So I was a communication advisor for the uh, Secretary of Energy. And so I was the one who uh, helped him to craft his media policy. Um, I engaged in some speech writing. Um, I helped him to... Um, Did you have news conferences? Did you do that Yes, as well? I was the one who organized all of his um, activities that were media-related. Oh, wow. Um, and I was like his liaison, too. So you were to like the, the Jen Psaki of, uh, of Jamaica. <laughs> I, <laughs> I wouldn't exactly say that. I'm just but, kidding. But uh, I, I was – I played the role that Jen Psaki played for him. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I, I did that. Awesome. Yeah. Okay. Um, so um, what were the circumstances uh, that brought you to the U.S.? In other words, like what precipitated you to move here? Well, um when uh in 2001 i believe after 2001 there was an election in jamaica and um uh the party ch- the parties uh changed power and um the person who i worked with did not have a seat in parliament laws are a little different there in jamaica so i exited um communication and i actually went to work for a hotel i was a public relations manager and that's where I met my 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 ex-wife okay. while she was vacationing. And I was invited to just you know come to the U.S. to hang out for 
you know, a few days. And um, two days before I was set to return to Jamaica, um, she told me she was pregnant, so I didn't go back. Oh, boy. <laughs> I, I yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, good so, for you. Here, well, so the, here I am. You're um, a responsible dad. 16 yeah. years later. Yeah. yeah uh, right. I have a little girl now. Well, not so little. She's 16. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, 17 years later. So, yeah, she's she's uh, 16 years old. Okay. Um now let's briefly talk about the, your two books because I yes. find both of them amazingly fascinating. Uh, especially, well, I don't want to say especially one or the other. I like both of them, but one one more than the other, I guess. Um, the book, please read before burning. That book about Hillary. Um, can you tell our listeners a brief synopsis of the book? Like, what? First of all, what um, motivated you to write the book, and what is the book? You know, discuss what is the, the the you know a brief synopsis of the book. So, um, please read before burning is actually my second book that I self published, and you can get it on Amazon.com by just uh, googling the name. But I wrote this book because I was concerned about what was happening in Jamaica, even though I wasn't living there anymore. Um, as I briefly, well, not briefly, as we have discussed on many occasions. In Jamaica, it's illegal to have uh, gay sex in Jamaica. So the act itself is illegal. So whether you're doing it as a straight couple or a gay couple, it's illegal uh, to have anal sex. So that's still on the books. So, but to, to clarify, though, because our listeners probably more familiar with in, in, in what Americans would call sodomy laws, but yeah. but sodomy also includes oral sex. But you guys. Don't include that, right? It's illegal under the Jamaican law to use your penis to insert it in, in a person's um, um, anal. That's illegal under Jamaican law. Right. How, uh, how does the police know that you do that? They spy. <laughs> I don't know, but, but <laughs> it, uh, under Jamaican law, it's illegal. Right, right, right. So because of that, what happens is that there are a number of people who are gay um, find themselves um, regularly um, um, being threatened by other people. Right. Um, uh, I will out you if you don't pay me this amount of money or you will be shamed. Um, so that's something that happens. So uh, most people who are gay don't disclose that to other people. They try not to. Uh-huh. Um, it's really stupid. And the other other thing, too, is that um, the abortion laws are very strict in Jamaica. So under no circumstances are abortions legal. So if your stepfather raped you, you're still expected to carry the child. Uh, And the doctor who uh, attempts to procure that abortion can find himself in legal jeopardy, too. What about if it's... um um, like a little girl that's 10 year, 11 years old, will she have to have the baby as well? Or what are uh, the under, rules under, under, under Jamaican law? You're expected to carry that baby to term, regardless of the regardless age. Regardless of the of the age. Oh, so I was looking at those two things, and I was writing an open uh, an open letter to my fellow Jamaicans to say, "Look, you've got to end this. This is, you know." Uh, medieval. Medieval. Let's not do this anymore. Mm-hmm. 
And I knew that I was writing to an audience that was probably not going to listen to what uh, I was saying, but I was also trying to write something to educate my friends here in America about what was happening in Jamaica so that they can understand that Jamaica is not all paradise. Mm -hmm. um, behind the seas, the beautiful seas and the beautiful jerk chicken that you consume, there are things that are darker that um, you should know about and in some way uh, try to educate yourself and try to help if you can. And that was my way of, of helping, uh, right. putting out this, this document so people can read it, uh, so people can understand what's happening, and hopefully trying to force uh, some kind of a debate. Well, yeah, and, 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 and on behalf of all LGBT people, I would like to thank you for being an ally and actually writing something. See, a lot of people don't understand that allies in the world are amazing people because they're, they're looking outside themselves. You know, you're not gay. So to you, if, if you were a typical selfish American, you know, I hate to say use those terms, but there are a lot of people in this country, unfortunately, who look at themselves and whatever whatever is good for me, what's beneficial to myself is all I care about. And people like you, there's not enough people like you who, who could look at another person and say – Gee, you know, you're dehumanizing that person, you know, yeah. and, 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 and it's funny how you were able in an amazing way to tie abortion and, uh, and gay rights because they're both rights, you mm -hmm. know, I mean, a woman's right to her body is a right and a, a, a person's right to live basically in your country. Yeah. Here we we're arguing about marriage, but over there, it's just basically survival. Exactly. It's much more severe. So you know? when uh, not, when you hear uh, a gay man or a gay woman here crying about the lack of rights in America, yeah, they I have mean, no idea. They have no idea because mm -hmm. in Jamaica you can lose your life yeah. for that. Can you briefly I I I know you told me this a million times this story, but to the listeners very quickly about that woman, trans woman that was killed in that club. Um so people can get the message of the book. Um, so there is a story that I retold in this book about, I believe she was uh, 17 or 18 years old at the time. Mm -hmm. She attended a party and um, she was in the bathroom when she saw a childhood friend and just said, hey, how's it going? And the girl was like, who are you? Didn't recognize her. Uh, because she had a, 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 she, had, right. a changed her gender. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, well, she was in drag. Oh, she wasn't? She, no. Yeah, she was in okay. drag. Okay, gotcha. But um, this was uh, a very feminine man, if I could say that. Mm -hmm. um, so she did not recognize her. But then after that, that encounter, she went out of the bathroom and outed her. Now, when I say that, I don't know if it was done maliciously or not. It's still not clear to me. But mm. what happened was, uh, afterwards, it was uh, very horrible because she was approached by, uh, you know, dozens of guys who uh, attacked her, beat her, um, and, you know, threw her under a car and drove over the over her, 
and dumped her body uh, in a ditch. Um, and the crime, her murder, was never uh, remains on on on. Yeah, because the sick part of it, if I remember correctly, when you told me the story, was when the cops interrogated the people, asking them, "What did you see?" Yeah, nobody saw anything. Everybody saw, "Oh, yeah, I didn't see yeah, a thing." See, yeah. You know, so that's how they get away with yeah. uh, uh, these kind of horrific crimes against LGBT yeah. people, right? And, and the police in Jamaica are not very sympathetic to the cause either. That's, that's another thing, yeah. So um, that's a, a, also a problem where law enforcement are supposed to be, you know, protecting everyone, but uh, it depends on who you are. You don't get the same protection. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of sad to learn about that. And I thought that it was um, something that I needed to include in the book mm-hmm. so people can understand that this is what's happening in Jamaica. Yeah. Sad to say, my home. Um, but I, I just have to tell people this is what's happening. Right, right. And and again, um, this book is available. Um, is it is it in paperback form, or you only get the audio version? No, it, it, the book uh, because I I self published this book. Um, it's only um, online. You have to use a Kindle version. Okay. Um, but you can go online on Amazon and um, you know find it. Okay. At the end of the show, would you be able to tell, you know, when we, you know, conclude, maybe remind them where they can, the name of the book, where they can find, you know, the information? Because I want to go to the second book now. Okay. Because this is the book I remember you wrote um, when I first met you, I think around the time I first met you, um, had to do with Hillary Clinton. It was called um, Victory for the Poorly Educated. And... um, when I when I read the title, it didn't connect right away. I didn't understand what that title was, but so you you can pretty much explain it uh, yeah. when we finish. But um, what's the? Can you give us the Cliff Notes version of the book? Like what what is the so idea of the so book? So I, I wrote this book because um, uh, many liberals and Democrats were confused about the reasons why uh, Donald Trump won. They they didn't get it. They they didn't. I mean nobody thought that he could win. Yeah, I um, I was and, one of those people. Right. <laughs> I um, had no idea. But, you know, on reflection, you know, you know, I must admit, I was kind of, I couldn't believe as well, but on reflection, looking back at all the media coverage and reflecting on what was written, I thought, yeah, I understand why he, he won. And so what I did was to list those reasons why he won. And so I was basically saying that uh, Donald Trump did something better than Hillary. He understood what the electorate was like and what would appeal to them. Hillary Clinton was running an election on the assumption that the electorate was well-informed. And I gave you this example many times in our you know, long-running debate. She had... Uh, uh, a policy on, on mental health. It was like in book form. Mm-hmm. And I said, I remember telling you, did I read that? I didn't read that. Did you read it? Mm-mm. No Democrat read that. Uh, 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 Donald Trump did not have a mental health policy. Okay. But uh, he won anyway. Yeah. And that's what... Uh, but, 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 but what... That, but what? That, well, let me finish the point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is what uh, Donald Trump understood about the electorate. That... The electorate is not that intelligent uh, group of voters that knows that 
these are the issues that we are confronted with, and this is why we should choose this option than that option. But Donald Trump understood that the the, the electorate was a mob. Yeah, but uh, maybe I'm wrong. Please correct me because, again, this is your field of expertise. I was always under the assumption the reason people voted for Donald Trump was because he othered a lot of people and he united the white working class people who felt that they were being ignored. Because um, if you looked – if you remember – during the 90s, I think it was, where the jobs are being shipped to China in those mid- Midwestern states in the South where um, you know they had factories and building things and stuff. And now they found them were clo- all boarded up and closed and then they had no jobs and they were poor. And, and they had to bl- – you, know, you, you remember how they – even when the Italians and the Irish came to America, you remember how they were othering them as well? Yeah. You know, they're going to take your job and they're going to do this, that. You know. So is that – was that part of your book? That did you address that in your book? That that could be a part of the reason why um, he won. That's a very valid point you made, Philip. And um, I'm not saying that that's not a part of it. What I'm trying to say is that's a part of it. But for that to be an issue, uh-huh. uh, there has to be some root problem or root cause that is causing people to think like that. And what I was basically saying in the book is if you have a public that is not very informed about issues, they can be manipulated easily to believe this or that, and they'll vote for you because they're not the kind of people, and of course I'm generalizing because there are intelligent voters, mm-hmm. but the m- most voters are not going to read Hillary Clinton's policy on mental health. I consider myself uh, a highly educated voter, but I didn't read that. Mm-hmm. So if you and I, Philip, are not going to read it, yes. how do you expect a reader – a voter that's very valid who, yeah. who never went to high school yeah he's not going to be engaged yeah, in that i hear you so uh that is what the point i was making in my book right. that democrats did not understand that right and if you don't understand that it means that you have to go back at the table and look at uh, who your voters are you have to you, you, you want to be in business to represent people you have to understand who you're representing. So when uh, Democrats were saying, well, we lost because um, Trump is a racist or, you know, he is, you know, fear-mongering with immigration, build, the wall, yeah. build a wall and all that. All of that is, is uh, you know, is true. Mm-hmm. But he was able to do that because he knew what kind of voter Mm-hmm. What, uh, he he was trying to represent. I get, I get you, and mm-hmm. so that's why I use the title where he said, "I love the poorly educated." Yeah, he did say that. So he, he, right. So, in <laughs> other words, he was saying these are my voters, uh-huh. and they're my voters are going to vote for me. Yeah, and when he said, he, "Trump," uh, I is, could shoot somebody on Fifth there you Avenue. Go. Yep. Yeah, that one was another. I, one. I, I call Trump an honest liar because. He's making a declaration. When, and, and a lot of the media, I, I too got this wrong. I thought he was denigrating 
the, the, his voters when he said that. He wasn't denigrating them. He was telling us who his voters are and how loyal they are to him. That if he went on Fifth Avenue and shot someone, they're still going to vote for me. And they did. They, 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 they would. I don't think that's far from the truth, actually. I really don't think so. I mean, it, it, and this is really the scary part, is if he really... Let, just let's play devil's advocate. Let's mm. suppose he shoots somebody tomorrow on Fifth Avenue. How many voters will he lose, Patrick, do you think? Well, <laughs> we, can, we, can, we can say, because uh, we know this happened for a fact, that after the uh, insurrection that happened at the Capitol... He was impeached for that. And his peers in the Senate said, yeah. 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 So what? So what? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, um, and those people in the Senate were fearful to do it because if they had pulled the trigger, they feared that their voters would not like that. And if you look at the, um, the number of people who had voted to impeach Trump in the House, I think they were all primaried or lost to um, uh, other uh, Republican candidates. I believe you're right. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, there is that fear. And so when Donald Trump was telling you, hey, I love the poorly educated. If I shoot somebody on Fifth Avenue, they're still going to protect me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I remember that, you know, I'll grab women by their, you know, Watts, yeah. uh, making fun of that um, disabled reporter. I mean, there's a, a litany of things that yeah. any other um, candidate. W- Do you remember? <laughs> this is, I always think of this story and it makes me laugh. If you compare it to Donald Trump, it's really funny. Do you remember when Mitt Romney was caught on a hot mic saying 50% of of the voters, but never vote for me because they want they want things free for free, free for stuff. free. <laughs> that was enough to to get people yeah. not. Could you can't even compare that mm-hmm. to what Donald Trump said and did? So uh, it, it's just we've come a long way, haven't we? Yeah. As far as um, what it takes for people to realize that this person's not qualified. Yeah, but the, this book, um, Victory for the Poorly Educated. I wrote this book because I want. I wanted to I wanted Democrats to have a conversation to reflect on how do we win elections what are we doing what are we doing wrong um, because I didn't I still don't see um, a lot of signs that we have learned from that that uh, mistake that we made mm-hmm. because you know in New York uh, which is a blue state um there is an inability to understand the Trump element, but maybe in Ohio, where there are poor white people, th- th- those people uh, there, uh, Democrats, should be able to understand what's happening. And so why are a Midwestern poor white person feel that Donald Trump is something that they should be attracted to. I don't know. You got uh, me. Well, uh, uh, Democrats must try to figure that out. Yeah, because but the- we're not in the business of only representing one diversity group or this group. Mm-hmm. We have to represent everybody. Sure. Or try to represent everybody. The more and people every- possible. That's yeah. the reason why um, 
the Republican Party is at, at risk of being a, a marginal party because yeah. they have given up on black people. You know, we don't gay we, people, gay people, trans people, uh, trans people. You know, Asians. <laughs> uh, well, Latino. No, because they, they they in Florida we have seen well, um, yeah. the Latinos. Um, um, coming out in droves. But that was the only state that that really. That's, that's true. But you know, when you were talking about New York before, I, I I I was trying to get in there. You 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 said New York is so blue and da da da. But we did lose four, uh, dis uh, four districts uh that flipped to the red side because of crime. Yeah. Because of all the people getting um high, uh, carjacked in yeah. New York and da 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 da. Um. What do they think the Republicans are going to do any differently? Yeah. Um, well, to change that, I well, mean, crime is. I mean, you put people in jail. That's the only thing you could do. Yeah. Well, right? take that issue for example. I mean, uh, defund the police. Yeah, that was if a there big was, mistake. If, yeah. that, if there was a, a a reason to say this is what you not say, yeah. Uh, Democrats just don't know how to uh, right, right, right. come up with a, a, a slogan a better slogan that yeah. resonates uh I, I was telling you that um you know make america great again how can you be against that because of course you want america to be great great again yeah, but again but then my question my follow-up question is again what when slavery was around sure. or the before sure. civil rights of, of course before I, women had the right to vote of course i mean this the word again is very I tricky know. you know? I know but uh, on the face of it you right. know it's it's hard to you know mm -hmm. uh, to be against that i mean we know that was coded for, for a lot of other things. Absolutely. You know, yes. but um, the point I'm making is Donald Trump and Republicans, they they understand what the electorate is. And because they understand the electorate, they know how to manipulate them. Mm -hmm. uh, Democrats are always too busy governing. <laughs> uh, so they, they can't, you know, come up with a way to... Uh, uh, message. Message. The last time Democrats successfully did that was i i think was um um when bill clinton um um uh, had gurus came out and said it's the economy stupid you know i mean uh, uh, obama didn't really need a message all he needs to do is just be there just be there yeah uh that was enough to carry him over he was charismatic he yeah. was charismatic but also because how can you not vote for the first African American president. Mm -hmm. So whatever the message he had, that was just like you know extra gravy. So uh, uh, Democrats were able to get away uh, with not realizing that you know your messaging is not you know good. Yes, you know. To follow up on this, if you were in charge of the Democratic Party's campaign messaging, let's say, for the 2024 election. Just, mm. you know, just being that you've had this experience before that you've, like you said, you were a spokesperson for a, a, an official in Jamaica. But if you were the spokesperson for whoever the next presidential candidate is for the Democratic, but we'll talk about that later, um, what would be some messages that you think would really work for um, the electorate out there that we could push for? You know, um, I, I bash 
<laughs> Democrats. Well, the top of your head, yeah, though. well, I, I, I'm just saying that, you know, since we started the conversation, I've been bashing Democrats. But I think under Biden, they haven't been too bad. But what I would like to see a little bit more is just to just be honest with the public and say, look, there is inflation. But you know why? So there's the a war. The world, yeah, world there's a war. It. Uh, being fought in Eastern Europe right now. We had a pandemic. Uh, and, and, yeah, well, the pandemic is there. Uh, but uh, Russia invaded Ukraine, and because the American public does not want us to send troops to, def- to help Ukraine, what we're going to do is that we're going to send weapons to help them, mm-hmm. and we're not going to buy any Russian oil. And we don't want our European allies to buy any Russian oil. So that oil is not on the market. So there's a scarcity of oil. And so uh, we're paying the cost of that. Mm-hmm. They should go out and tell people that. Do you, do you want us to allow Russia to run over Ukraine? Mm-hmm. Yes, we are, we are um, feeling um, pay a little more at the pump. But I am willing, Philip. I am willing to pay a little bit more at the pump. Me for, too. For Ukraine. You know what, Patrick? This is my thing. And I think we talked about this before, but I haven't mentioned it to the listeners. My, um, I believe history repeats itself. If you don't learn from history, yeah. you repeat it. Yeah. You know? And you and I both know it being, you know, very well read as far as history. The, um, the, um, Neville Chamberlain versus Churchill style of governing. Now, Neville was, okay, Adolf, you know, if you want Czechoslovakia, just, but just stop there. You know, don't, don't spread your wings and, you know. And Churchill was the total opposite. It's like, you take one more country, your ass is grass, mm-hmm. you know. And so it was FDR. Um, why aren't we learning that? Don't they realize if uh, – because if, if Ukraine falls, just suppose they're on the border of Poland, mm-hmm. which is a NATO country, yep. and also other countries that are – it would be – what's the other country down below? I'm not even good with geography, but there is another country there. That could cause World War Three. So isn't it better to prevent war uh, before it starts? Uh, do you follow my, what I'm saying? Yeah. No. What do you think of that idea? No, I, I, I agree with you 100%. Uh, I, I just think that uh, Democrats should be more um, open to the public about explaining why uh, they are paying more for, for gasoline. Absolutely. But uh, Biden has also done the correct thing in releasing um, oil from the strategic oil reserve. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that he should probably do a little bit more to appease the uh, oil companies to, for them to uh, um, release more oil right. on the market because for some reason they're they're holding back in 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 exploring new areas. Um, they're still upset that they didn't get the pipeline or um, you know didn't get the drill there or there. But there are many applications for drilling that. Uh, were awarded to oil companies that they're not using, right? And I think that maybe uh, you know if, uh, if 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 negotiations don't work, well, maybe Biden should say, well, if you got an application to drill and you're not using it, 
you know, we'll take it back or there's a tax right. or something like that. Um, yeah, but, but, he, but, but also you mentioned this before. He's done other things to ease the pocketbook issues sure. for American citizens. For example, lowering prices for insulin mm-hmm. or for drug you know, lowering drug prices, that's monumental. Yeah. I mean, this can, you know, some people were paying like $400, $500 a month for their drugs. Now it's going to be like capped at a very low price. So right there, aren't you um, helping with kitchen table issues? Yeah. With, with just that alone. Mm-hmm. Never, not even, not even talking about... Um, uh, other things like uh like you said drilling um in the uh in the reserves you know to so there's more gas coming out into the market so it lowers the price so he's done some things you know to help the american people yeah and i don't know if that some people got that message and some didn't you know uh, i think the message has gotten through and as you can see um that red wave that people were talking about never happened it was a dribble it was a dribble at best. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, the Republicans took control of the House by a slight majority. They still have the Senate. They still have the White House. And that was because uh, Biden has been able to do a number of things, pass legislation to um, um, uh, to allow uh, people to uh, get access to infrastructure. Uh, there was the... Um, the uh, the 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 bill that allowed people to get a, a stimulus. Mm-hmm. Oh um, yeah, COVID um, relief. COVID relief. Uh, so there were many things that Democrats got right, mm-hmm. and um, um, the, 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 that went through to the public. Mm-hmm. And also the the danger that um, Republicans sent by uh, uh, standing by Trump and his uh, those people who were election deniers. Um, I think when uh, Biden was using that speech instead of pack, po- sorry p- uh, pocketbook b- book issues, people were like uh, a little confused over why he was spending so much time on that. But it actually worked. Yeah, because if you, these issues would mean nothing if you don't have a democracy. Exactly. So, but that's a good segue because now we've come to the part of the show I like to call the shift, where I shift the questioning away from uh, the books you've written. And into a discussion on current events that may or may not pertain to your expertise. Okay, we'll try that. Um, can you give our listeners your opinion? Now, this is all opinion, you know, obviously. So, um, your opinion about what the results of the midterm elections mean? Did the American people send any particular message with those results? So, we kept the House. Uh, excuse me, kept the Senate by um, it's fifty forty nine, and if uh, Reverend Warnock wins. It'll be 51, so actually we'll pick up a seat. The House is like literally a hair's a hair ahead. They're, I think they're like four seats ahead, five, something like that. So what was the message? Tell the, tell the listeners what you think. <laughs> I'm glad you set this up nicely by saying this is my opinion. Yeah, it's definitely opinion. So yeah. I think the result of this midterm election should make one thing very clear. All the speculation about who should run in 2024 was answered. And I believe if Donald Trump becomes a nominee for the Republican Party in 2024, our nominee should be Joseph Biden. Why? Because Biden has shown 
that he is a good Democrat, he's a good president. Look what happened in the midterm. When Bill Clinton was, was president, in his first term, he lost over 30-something seats. Same thing happened to Obama. Same thing happened to George W. It did not happen under Biden. Yep. Why? Because Biden, as soon as he got into office, he picked up uh, uh, the, the biggest piece of legislation and decided, I'm going to pass this because it's going to be important for my reelection. Uh-huh. Okay? And, you know, when a lot of people have been writing him off and say, oh, my gosh, this old guy, what are we going to do? I'm like, remember, during the primaries, I was telling you, Joe Biden is going to be the nominee. You're like, no, he's not going to make it. I'm like, no, no, he's going to be the nominee. You were right. And I was right. I called it. Well, you know, you're the doctor and I'm not. (laughs) He got it. Uh, Well, you know, you're missing one thing, though. What? And and I'm going to play devil's advocate just for a moment. Mm -hmm. The only missing ingredient... Um, that you're leaving out between, you know, George W. But well, George Bush won his seats because of 9/11. Let's yeah. just put it there. You know? Okay. So let's eliminate him. But Obama lost 40, Obama. 40 yeah. seats. Yes. Clinton lost 50 seats or whatever. Yeah. Um, everybody lost seats. Yeah. Yes, it's a fact. But uh, President Biden is going to be 80 years old. Sometime this month. So what? I, I know, but so I'm, what? But it, he, it, I Obama, know. Obama, uh, sorry, uh, Biden is the antidote for Donald Trump. No, yes. So, but so I don't they're already, care. They're already spreading rumors that he's I, senile I, and he's okay. too old, frad, fragile. I'm yes. hearing all of these terms. Okay, here's another thing that I think Biden needs to do, and a lot of people forget about this. Remember, Biden was born. With a physical impediment. Yeah, he's a stutterer. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So whenever he's talking, he's also physically restraining himself from not stuttering Mm -hmm. to speak. Yeah, and that's that's why absolutely, and that's why he he misspeaks or will say something that he incorrectly, because every time he is speaking, he's trying not to stutter. Yeah. And I wish, I wish he would. No, that's true. I wish he would remind us about that because Americans like an underdog. Look what happened to John Fetterman. John Fetterman. John I Fetterman. Gonna, you read my mind. When a lot of people were saying, "Don't do this interview. Don't don't do this uh, debate. debate. You just had a stroke," and I was in you know in the back of my head saying, "No, go ahead and do it. Let people see you." I I thought he was Let, amazing when people saw what he could do, even. After a stroke, plus he was talking about, oh, I'm going to make sure that Medicare is restored. How can you not vote for him? You know, he got Mm -hmm. a lot of sympathy vote. Mm -hmm. So I think Biden should use the Fetterman card. I think my Fetterman, my favorite Fetterman line, and I think it's your favorite too, (laughs) is when he said, I, my doctors have told me I will get better, but Dr. Oz will always be a con artist. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> He's never going to get better. I just love that. I mean, to me, that was th- that was the line of the century. And then when he won and he came out on that stage, I had a tear in my eye. I remember mm. watching it and saying, you know, because as you, I, I told my listeners this on my last show that you know I I got my cancer had come back. And does that mean I can't be? I would never be um, a good president because I had 
cancer. You know, I, I think we have to start stop looking at people's disabilities and saying they can't do. I mean, obviously there are some disabilities you don't want in certain professions. Absolutely, but he John Fetterman doesn't have a problem thinking or understanding. His problem is enunciating or bringing his thoughts out. But he can. He, but he knows what he's doing. Does that make sense? What I'm saying? Yeah. Like he he has a trouble use, uh, verbalizing. I guess that's the term. Um, and just a shout out to you know. Um, glad you're um, doing well with your treatment, Philip, for that uh, that scare about your cancer. Yeah, thank you. But um, you'll be great. But listen, um, if for some reason uh, Donald Trump does not become the nominee. For the Republicans, that's where I will agree with you. Perhaps somebody should jump. There in. should be somebody else because I don't know what a Biden candidate will do against uh, Ron DeSantis or um, what's his name? Um, yeah, uh, Josh Hawley. Josh Hawley or some other nutcase. <laughs> um, and remember, nutcase. Remember. Um, Biden will not have the protection of being in my basement because of COVID. He has to be out there campaigning. Mm -hmm. He has to draw crowds. He has to, well, he has to be out there campaigning, mm -hmm. you know. Um, so in that situation, I agree that perhaps he should step aside. However, I feel that if Trump is the nominee, the antidote is Biden. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't care. You know. no, I think I agree with yeah. that. Yeah. But um, the next question I wanted to ask you is it took over a week to finally find out that the Republicans will take control of the House of Representatives by a very, very small margin, right? However, instead of dealing with inflation and the other issues they ran on, they're going to spend the next two years investigating Hunter Biden, Dr. Fauci, trying to impeach some of Biden's cabinet members, and possibly impeach the president himself. What are your thoughts about that? That's a big <laughs> mistake, isn't it? But they're doing it. Um, you know what? I, it, it, I'm not sure what they're going to do, but if they plan to do that... That's what they said they're going to do. Well, it's going to be a mistake. Remember what happened to Bill Clinton when they That's impeached him? That's what I was going to say. Uh, his popularity went up. Um, yep. The the people don't care about Hunter Biden. Why why suddenly they have Republicans have um, grown uh, a hair of uh, ethical strain? <laughs> uh, were they concerned about Jared Kushner and uh, Ivanka? Yeah, when they were working in the White House, they yeah. weren't yep, concerned yep. about any ethical or moral. Boundaries, and they forgot to even mention the the, the guy was a, a was a drug addicted. Uh, he was on drugs, and he he was addicted, and he probably did things like he didn't even know he was doing. Because remember, even the thing with the gun, uh, he he got an illegal gun somehow. He lied on his application. I, I, I think that what the there's an investigation into Hunter Biden over a application he made to get a gun. Right. And um, if you are a drug addict, addict. legally, you're not allowed to, to, to own a gun. 
Um, but then I'm thinking, but Donald Trump overturned that law. He <laughs> ma- he made it okay for drug any mentally ill person. To and get I'm a thinking, gun. okay, suddenly re- Republicans are are favoring gun control now because yeah. I thought <laughs> I know I'm going to say that I thought that Republicans believe that even if you were mentally ill, you should still get a gun. You should have a gun. Yeah, everybody should have one. Right. Um, but uh, if that's the crime that they are looking. At where uh, Bi- Hunter Biden is concerned, oh, okay, um, yeah, uh, guilty of something. I uh, should pay a fine, and you know, let's go on with our you know lives. Um, as far as his business dealings, I don't. You know, look, it, it's a lot of these uh, children of public officials. They, we all know that they're trying to trade on their their parents' name. Oh yeah, and that's you know it's it happens all the time. It happens though. all the time. It's on. Is it ethical? Probably not. But is it legal? Yes. Yeah. It's it, you know. So I don't, I don't know where they're going with that. But good luck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't, I don't know how that's going to connect to the American people. I mean, no. it doesn't. Like we talked about before, you know, kitchen table issues. They want you. They want to know. First of all. You ran for 24-7, watch Fox News, inflation, 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 the border, inflation, the border. But guess what? You're not going to do anything about that. You know what you're going to do? You're going to investigate Hunter Biden, and that's going to piss people off. Well, I, don't I you don't, think? Well, <laughs> it's, gonna, it's not going to get them any more votes. Maybe the base will be happy. The base will be happy. But then yeah. I, I can't imagine what else they can get done because – if any crazy stuff that they send to the Senate will quickly be rejected by the democratically controlled Senate, mm-hmm. and even if it gets a chance to to pass the Senate, Biden is going to veto that. Correct. And I don't think there's any votes for an override. Yeah. So I guess the only thing that they have left is Hunter Biden. Yeah, I know. But you're missing one important thing. What's that? A lot of the seats that flipped to Republicans this midterm election – were in swing districts, four in New York that I could think of. Mm. They don't want to hear about Hunter Biden. They were, they voted for Republicans for issues like crime and inflation. And if you don't address those issues, yeah. it's going to flip back to blue again. Yeah. So they have to watch what they're doing. Yeah. I, I don't see them uh, making the right moves here, but that's just me. All right, the next question. What are your thoughts about Attorney General Garland appointing Special Prosecutor Jack Smith to handle all of the investigations of the former president. What is your view of that? I think it's a good idea, basically, maybe because it, it won't look as partisan, right? Is that what you're getting from yeah, this? Yeah, I think this is um, a political decision on Garland's part because mm-hmm. there is really no uh, legal uh, reason to do it. But uh, Garland saw that uh, Donald Trump made a politically strategic decision to run for president to keep him out of jail. Yes. <laughs> so uh, uh, Garland says, okay, um, I'll play the same game. I am going to announce somebody else to uh, do the investigation. Mm-hmm. Um, so you can't say I am the one that's trying to play politics. So that's what's happening there. Um, although... The the special uh, counsel has to come back to Garland um, and say, uh, can I do this? Uh, and Garland has to give his approval. Right, right, right. But what it does, it does distance 
Garland himself from the decision. Yes. And so uh, uh, it gives that distance um, some political cover for um, um, for for the Justice Department, not to to say that this wasn't political, mm-hmm. as Trump is claiming, because that's what Trump is going to say anyway. Right. Uh, so that's the reading on that. Yeah. And, and, and what do you think about this one? Um, so when um, the FBI raided, well, they said raided, but, you know, it wasn't really a raid. I mean, he, he was he was asked multiple times, I think, from what I was reading in reputable news outlets that uh, please bring bring those doc- or give us back those documents from the archives. He kept he would give like a trickle here, a trickle there. He, there was so many more missing. Um, but his popularity went up after he the, his house was invest, uh, investigated. So uh, I think Garland's thinking, and, and this is an opinion again. I want to know what you think. Do you think that that's part of it? That he, if he does it by himself, he'll his popularity will go back up again, and, and they'll he'll, they'll get the sympathy vote. You know, <laughs> the you Republicans. Know, I, I I know you didn't bring me here for comedy, but <laughs> this is so funny to me because yeah, you know. I've been, you know, let go a few times in my career. From and, what? Uh, in media, you know. And oh yeah, okay. yeah. And and when I was let go, um, I, you know, when you know I'm boxing up my stuff, I, you know, maybe like uh, the stapler or <laughs> <laughs> the stapler, or maybe um, you paper know a, a paper clip I would take home. <laughs> but you know what I would not do, Philip? I would not take work hard. Take my work yeah, home you would take me. the work home. Yeah, just no. maybe a stapler, but not <laughs> yeah. the work itself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've never seen this happen before in my life. And to think that this is a guy who never would never read this presidential briefings, and now suddenly he's interested in um, uh, classified documents. Mm-hmm. I, and remember too, he ran on the idea we should lock her up because. Of her emails, exactly. Yeah, yeah. This <laughs> so, is even worse. So, yeah, they yeah. took the actual. So, this document. whole thing is just funny to me. Yeah, yeah. He he's a mess. Um, it is funny. It is. It it's is, funny. It, you, you can't it's, make this. It's, up. Com- it's comedy. Mm, it's comedy. <laughs> do you think the twice impeached former president will win the nomination of the Republican Party, and do you think that President Biden will win the nomination for the Democratic Party? What do you think of those two options? Do you think that well, one will win, one won't? Or what do you think? It's still too early to tell, Philip. Yeah, no, this is all opinion, um, though. Yeah. Because um, I have my view, but... Well, you know. I, I, I... If... And I'll repeat what I said earlier. If Donald Trump gets the nomination, Joe Biden should run. Right. Um, I think he probably will get the nomination because... You really think uh, that? Uh, yeah, because uh, I'm going with no for well, some reason. You know, Donald, they don't want to—they don't want to lose it, do they? They don't. <laughs> but but here's the thing. Remember when he was caught with his hand in the cookie jar? I mean, the first impeachment. Well, it was kind of convoluted with this and that. But the second impeachment was very clear. He was saying, "Hey, uh, investigate Biden." And I give you money um, to defend yourself against um, Russia. If you don't do that, you don't get any money. Yeah, that was the first one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, mm. yeah. Uh, so that was that was clear. The second one was about um, 
sending people to the capital during the insurrection yeah. and and and, and yeah. uh, uh, what do you call it? Uh, trying to pick his own right. electors, all right, this stuff, right. like calling up uh, yeah. Raffensperger and saying, right. "Can you find me eleven thousand? One more than I need." Oh, yeah. So, so <laughs> I thought that and, was hilarious. So, and, and still, because uh, you would think, okay, that's easy. Yeah, no, and guess what? They still acquitted him. And the insurrection, mm-hmm. okay, if the the first impeachment wasn't clear enough, well, you saw what happened, how he reacted, mm-hmm. uh, inciting those people to go to the Capitol, mm-hmm. and you saw what they did. The, fi- the, the film it is there. It was just a tourist uh, oh, uh, excursion, yeah. according to them. And still, they <laughs> did not impeach him. They were okay. afraid. Why do you think that they're going to behave any differently, Philip? They're not going to change their behavior. No, they're not. Um, I don't think that uh, Ron DeSantis wants to get into a war with with Donald Trump. There but he is, will. Well, there is one mystery figure that could, I don't know, and maybe not. Because I don't know, uh, Mike Pence. But then I'm thinking, why oh, does someone... No. Why does someone... Did you watch his interview on CNN? I, I did not watch it, but I have Ugh. to say, I say to myself, why does someone want to court those very people mm-hmm. who are chanting "Hang Mike Pence"? With the gallows he, in the right, front of the because building. Because if he wants the nomination, he has to win those people. Um, but I still don't know what Mike Pence is going to do. I, I, I have no, I have no idea. Well, I think if he, he decides to coalesce. Uh, 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 conspire with party uh, grassroots and leadership not to get anyone anyone else uh, uh, to run, mm-hmm. which means that the votes won't be split among rivals mm-hmm. and then allowing Trump to go in. So everyone lines up behind Mike Pence and then it becomes one-on-one and so he gets to beat Trump. Yeah, but the RNC is going to do something. I'm going to tell you what well, they're going to well, do. Well, uh, that, Can I tell you what they're going to do? What? And you agree or disagree with me. They are going to do everything in their power. Because remember, the last time he ran um, for president in 2016 when he was you know, the, the new face on the map, um, there was a huge dais full of people. So the vote was, was being diluted. Donald Trump has the RNC the, in his The RNC point. is going to turn around and say, okay, Ron DeSantis, you run, and everybody else, I want you out. I want it to be a between the two of them, and then so he'd have a better chance. But, what do you think of that? Well, they, they have to be careful now, because even though Donald Trump has the RNC in his back pocket, remember, the RNC has to be independent. They're mm-hmm. supposed to be organizing the race, neutral, and picking they whoever wins. Be, yeah. But that, and that's why I come back to the uh, mystery of what Mike Pence is going to do. I don't know, but if Mike Pence sits down with um, all of the um, the people who are are, are uh, important in Republican circles, like mm-hmm. donors and grassroots supporters, if he gets them to say, "Look, just don't get into the race. I'm not asking you to back." Trump or or to run or to do this, just don't get in the race, allow me to face him, and so that way we 
don't split the votes because that was the that was that's that's the that's how Joe Biden won. I was going to say that uh, Joe because, Biden because you had Buttigieg, you had uh, Bernie, you had uh, Klobuchar, you had the whole gang, and after the, the shellacking in South Carolina, Biden's people were calling them. Yeah. Do you no, want? I don't to- know if it was Biden's people or the DNC calling them and saying, you know what? If you want Bernie to win, because Bernie's going to win if you don't drop out, because yeah. Bernie would have won if 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 Pete Buttigieg and um, Amy and the whole gang stayed in the race. I think Bernie could have possibly won, probably because yeah. he would have. You know, he's got the the left on his side. You know. Well, if you looked at the uh, the calendar at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, and you saw the number of races that were coming. They were all uh, southern races. I mean, these were states that Democrats right. were not going to win in. Correct. But there were races that Biden was going to win. Bernie wasn't going to win those those races, and that's why he got froze out. Because as they went down, you know, and I thought, yeah, I all the that- black voters were going to vote for yeah, Biden. But I found that very strange, and I'll tell you why. Because it wasn't Biden wasn't the one marching with Martin Luther King. It was Bernie. They have pictures of Bernie with Martin Luther King marching during the civil rights movement. So what? Yeah, but isn't that a motivation for black voters? To, yeah, to but, say, look, this is a man that's got my back. Yeah, but remember, um, I don't know. I'm just guessing. Uh, no, no, no. And that's sentimental, but that's not what will carry the uh, the person over the line at the end of the day. Remember. Uh, People of color are thinking, okay, how do other white people see Bernie? They see him as a socialist. And so that was always the, yeah, the thing that true. was holding back. Well, that label ruined and, him. He right. should have never and mentioned so, – because Elizabeth Warren's pretty much the same, but she yeah. never used that term. Right. You notice that? Yeah. yeah. And, so, and so black people have to think, okay, who is the person that other white people will find palatable? And Joe Biden is not is the least threatening person out there, and so that's why they went with him. Okay, so if this is a big if, if um, Trump doesn't get the nomination, let's suppose it's somebody yeah. else. Let's up pull- because he's in jail, <laughs> right? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> uh, let Let's just say Ron DeSantis. Yeah. Okay. Who do you see? In the Democratic Party, because this is this isn't a prepared question. I just thought of this question because it's a really interesting question. Who would you like to see jump into the ring? Would you like to see um, somebody who ran already, or somebody just brand new, or maybe somebody who's in the private sector? Who is there a person who you think could jump in there and uh, uh, um, fight against uh, Ron DeSantis on the stage? Well, on the debate stage. Excuse me. I'm 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 going to tell you that. Do you have one in mind? No. Um, oh, I, I, I'm trying to come up with one. No, no. <laughs> I, I'm trying to try a polite way to tell you that I don't have an answer to give you. Oh, all right. Uh, because I'm gonna, okay, I, I, let's no, play this. No, no, this is a great I, game. Here's a great no, game. No, no. <laughs> okay, but you can tell yeah. me that this is a great game. I want. I really would love to pick your brain about this. If I, I'm going to throw names out at you, and and you tell me. On a scale of one to ten, ten being absolutely and one being no. Yeah. Uh, who you think should okay. would be a better candidate sure. against Ron DeSantis? Mm-hmm. Just throwing it out there. Okay, let's start with Governor Newsom. Mm, could be. 
Yeah, you got to give me a number. Because I want to see who you okay. lean towards. All right. Can we uh, uh, scrap the game just for a second? Oh, okay. Okay. If there, the was, if there was somebody um, out there, I think he could be a possible um, person to run. Because he's a fighter, that one. Well, what I like about Newsom is is that he knows how to come back um, when, when he's attacked. When he gets a punch. And Democrat, yeah. Democrats don't know how to fight. That's right. Um, but uh, uh, trying to uh, answer the, the original question that you posed to me, which is uh, I was saying that I don't know who, but I wanted to say was um, it should be somebody who maybe speaks like DeSantis, uh, maybe a politician from the South. Um Hmm. Uh, I was thinking a white male. Gavin Newsom is a white male, but he is uh, is from California, and I, you know it doesn't matter who they always paint him as a liberal. And the fact that he's a, he's from California, that's Amy you know, Klobuchar. Um, one to ten. No. 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 Uh, how about- because and, and it's not because she's not qualified, but the the Hillary Clinton hangover is still there. Yeah, and it's sad to say this that because please the don't thing say is, that you think because she's a woman it's not going to help. Oh God! Sadly, are we still in that state of mind in we, this we, country? Well, well, Philip, we haven't elected a woman president. Well, do you think abor- the abortion the drink, uh, dragging all those women to the polls? You think that won't that won't get the, them? To they don't mind. Want a they, woman? they don't mind wanting uh, uh, a woman leader, but president. I mean, look at the uh, insults that uh, that Hillary got just mm-hmm. for wearing pantsuits. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. did I don't see anybody uh, talking about uh, uh, Trump's pants? Governor Whitmer. Um, she kicked ass this election. Uh, she in, could, in a very uh, uh, she flipped that state blue her, yeah. on her own. Um, what do you think about that, uh, Pete Buttigieg? The gay thing is a problem. It, it, sadly, I, I, we're just not ready for that. Ready for that, you know. And again, uh, this is not that I I don't believe that he couldn't be a a, qualif- a capable person, but you have to think: what does uh, my opponent, what the uh, the voters, what are they going to think? Right. And, um, the, and and I'm thinking that because half of the country. Is still not there yet. Remember, in California, they voted on gay marriage, mm-hmm. and they voted it down in a referendum in California. Mm-hmm. They weren't ready for it. Remember, gay marriage was given to us because of a court decision. Right. The court said, "No, this can't go. Right, right. We're going to strike this down." Mm-hmm. Um, the, the the public were given that opportunity in floor in, in in sorry in California, and they said no. Yeah. So I'm not sure mm-hmm. that the public is ready for that yet sadly well how about you know what let's just let's just tune in and see who they pick because you know there's there's even the governor of colorado uh governor polis who's also a gay man who he he swept colorado he did really well and they were talking about him jumping into the ring so there are a lot of possibilities yeah but, but like the, you said i i do like fighters and yeah. to me gavin newsom you know, I was a Pete Buttigieg supporter, but I was because at that time he wanted somebody who was just cerebral, very smart. Now we need a bulldog. Yeah. And I think 
I think Gavin Newsom would be that person. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Let's just tune in and see what happens. I have one more question before we end sure. the show. And then, we, and then you could give those website uh, uh, for your book, okay, because I want the people to buy your book and uh, read it because those two books, both books are amazing. Um, so, you know, uh, uh, first of all, what is your opinion of the Senate passing the Respect for Marriage Act in a bipartisan manner? Twelve uh, Dem- uh, Republicans crossed over to vote for it. And as a follow-up, what are your thoughts about um, some on the right saying if this passes, it will be an attack on religious freedom? This is the final question for today. Um, It's way overdue. Um, uh, In this country, uh, as I said earlier, the Supreme Court uh, finally ruled that you can marry the person that you love. and, and 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 forty years ago, they said that a woman can, has a right to privacy and get an abortion when right. she feels that that's her, her doctor and her come to that agreement. But that got overturned. So yeah. isn't it scary? It's kind of scary. And attached to this uh, piece of legislation too, which um, a lot of people don't think about, but in nineteen nineteen fifty nine, I could not. Married the wife, person, you know? yeah, the person uh, uh, who I was married to. Mm-hmm. So that was uh, uh, is an important part of the legislation that was added to it. Yeah. So um, I think it's a great way forward because America is the place where you're supposed to respect other people's personal decisions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's why the um, the subsequent decision to strike down. Portions of uh, Roe versus Wade is, is a step backward. Um, so um, I'm hoping that a future court will remedy that mistake. Yeah, I do too. That that they have done, and so all states will go back to what it was before. Yeah, I think it will eventually. But um, don't you find it interesting though that Governor uh, Governor Yeah, sure, uh, <laughs> Justice Thomas, uh, who ha- happens to be uh, in an interracial marriage. Left that out when he when he said we we need to revisit Obergfeld, which is the uh, gay marriage uh, bill, and we need to revisit contraceptive uh, uh, rights and et cetera et cetera. But he left out the the very law that uh, protects his marriage was when that was a loving was over. You know the loving case was was uh, uh, was decided. So. Um, why did he? Why do you think he he, he left that out? He, it was okay to attack gay marriage, but not his own marriage. <laughs> Which, I, I am. Isn't he amazing? <laughs> Just, and his wife is, was involved with the insurrection. They have her on the telephone calling up people and. You know, I, I just find this whole thing. That's why trust in the Supreme Court has dwindled to like five percent. Yeah. It's just. It's it's really sad. It's really sad. Anyway. Dr. Scudder, Mr. Patrick, however you want me to call you, you are amazing. Thank, Thank you, you for. I hope you will you come back on the show and sure. do this again sometime I will. Thank because you. I think this was fun. The next time we could just talk about whatever issues you know uh, you, you want to talk about. Is, are there, is there anything I left out that you wanted to uh, talk about uh, before we close the show here? No, but um, I just want to say that if you want to buy any of the two books that were mentioned. Mm-hmm. Please read Before Burning, The Case for Legalizing Abortion and Gay Sex in Jamaica, or uh, The Victory for the Poorly Educated. Both those books can be bought on Amazon.com. You can just uh, Google my name, Patrick Scudder, and 
you can Google my name on the internet and that will bring, you know, bring up the books and then you can go to Amazon. They're reasonably priced. Uh, they're below $6. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did that deliberately because I'm not really trying to profit from them. I just want people to get the message get out. The message out. Um, well, I want people to get the information and I wanted to get the message out. So, um, yep, that's all I have. Well, thank you, Dr. Scudder. Um, I, I'm just, again, I'm very happy that you came because uh, we've been friends a long time. This is full disclosure. And um, your expertise was really, really enlightening for the show. And, and I hope you do come on the show again in the future. And to the listeners, I'd like to thank you all for c- tuning in to the Downright Upright show. We will be you know, doing two or three a month from now on, you know, again, hoping that my health continues to improve and, um, and, um, and you're doing great by the way. Yeah. I, mean, I couldn't tell that, you're, that you're on. Treatment. Well, you know, my, when I got the news, it was, you know, I, I, I went into a, a spiral, you know, everybody would, um, you know, a depression, but when I got the news that it didn't spread and that the doctor's very hopeful, that made me feel better. So I, I think I went from, you know, uh, re- ready to you know, uh, you know, sw- swallow my myself in you know whole to being very happy. So, um, thank you all again for tuning in, and thank you for the, all the prayers and all the um, well wishes. And please tune in to the Downright Upright Show again in the future. I am Philip Anthony, your host. Thank you, and have a great day. <laughs>